We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We got a chance today to show who we are in front of the world. Looking deep has a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. Let's talk about that uh, home win versus the Raiders, making all those uh, Raiders fans look dumb, having to walk out of that stadium here in Duval. What do you think about that? A bunch of freaks dressed up after Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking so much trash, too. And so that was a glorious victory. They felt so dumb. And they had they were angry, the people around us, because we were surrounded by them. Dude, I saw um, one guy that looked like Hellraiser. Like, you remember that, that, <laughs> that Halloween? Yeah. I was just mm-hmm. like, man, this is, bro, this is insane. I saw a guy that was dressed like that. And then I saw uh, another guy was walking into the stadium and he had on a starter jacket that said, you know, Raiders and everything else like that on it. And I was like, all right, man, I give you, you know, I'll give you your props, you know, for dressing like Ice Cube. But, you know, yeah. it's like 90 degrees outside right now. Mm-hmm. And you got on a jacket. He's like, well, I did not think it was going to be this hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were drenched in sweat. And uh, yeah, no, that was a pretty cool feeling. I posted a Twitter, uh, a Twitter tweet, a tweet on Twitter. Twitter tweet. tweet. Yeah, I'll just say tweet. Uh, that probably <laughs> makes sense. Uh, with a video of uh, of like the the uh, ramp going down, and I don't know, I don't know what it was about that game compared to the prior games, but I felt like the fans were pretty good in that game, and like especially afterwards, and and maybe it's because everybody else had left at that point. I don't know, but um, they were loud and people were excited, and I don't know. I kind of I kind of left that one feeling pretty good about the uh, the fan base. I'll tell you, man. I mean, because so you obviously, you know, we'll we'll, we'll start off with the the in game experience. Like the salute, the service stuff was great. Flyover was like, you know, just top ten. Awesome, but mm-hmm. dude, it's like when they started when they when they started out, and you know, the, the Jaguars started out hot, driving down the field, and then they tried to run that reverse or that like orbit motion behind the you know thing. What well, they probably ran that play like a million times, 
And it's just like the fumble right there. And it's like those things like that just absolutely irk me so much. Like when you're driving down the field and it leads to, you know, them putting up or at least to Oakland, you know, scoring with Devontae. And it's like, man, it's just what the day is going to be. And then Mm -hmm. the wide open pass where uh, Devontae caught it. And it's like, oh, okay, this is really how it's going to be. So, Mm. but they turned it around, man. Yeah. What was that, Derek? Like the the first or the second biggest comeback? Uh, was it the second biggest comeback, I, I guess? The sec- second biggest comeback. And, okay. you know, a- after that, it obviously looked very, very slim, you know, in that second quarter. But the fact that they were able to hang in there and the fact that Andrew Wingard came into the game and was hitting people. And was actually playing. That's forget that you know. Forget that we won. And Trevor didn't throw a pick. We didn't blow it in the fourth. I'm <clears> shocked <throat> that Wingard came into the game and actually played well. Bro, Wingard came off the bench like Brucey <laughs> from Longest yeah. Yard. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's time to shine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. But um, no, definitely a, a, a great comeback, and excited to see the team just. Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna lose today. We're not losing today. Okay. I think we've been waiting to see that all year. Yeah, you know that yeah. turning point of like where we're gonna come out, and I think you know a couple things you know bounce their way. Especially, I think I mean especially getting the field goal at halftime, uh, and then coming out and just uh, Agnew kind of lighting the team on fire with that return. And what's crazy about that? So I was coming. So when I when the return was happening, I was walking. Uh, from the from the bathroom, walking up and the kickoff, and so the way that I was positioned, I was watching it on the screen, and uh, my buddy Joey uh, was like, "Oh, they're running back! They're running back!" He's like, "Caleb, turn around!" And I'm like, "I'm watching it on the screen, like yelling." And then it's like you sprint immediately back up to your your uh, uh, your seats. But yeah, no, they they had a really good. Oh, one of the things too that I absolutely love, you know, obviously Etienne is is running the ball like crazy, but the offensive line. Bro, the offensive line has been they they they've been some some road graders the, the past couple of weeks, man. I don't think they're getting enough credit. They're not, and what's what's even crazier is they're doing it with like one guy that might have some recognition, and then the rest are just you know kind of you know you got one guy that's got some recognition, maybe some you know Pro Bowls under his belt. You got um, Cam Robinson, who's you know. We know him here, and but that's about it. And then three guys that you're kind of like, huh? Who? They went where? They did what? Um, when you get that, when you get that, huh? Who look from you know? If people don't know who, who's on on the team as far as the, the the offensive lineman, and you're still putting up 100 yards in in rushing, and 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 Trevor's not getting you know hammered in in the, in the pocket, that, that's a good day. Yeah. That's a Dude, really good I, I don't, day. And, and especially since Fortner, like Fortner coming out and, you know, just mm-hmm. just taking that role and taking that center, you know, position by storm. A lot of people aren't talking about Fortner at all. I mean, I think a majority of you and the center by far is one of the most important. It's probably the second most important um, position on the offensive line besides the left tackle, um, you know, because the left tackle protects the blind side. But uh, I mean, Fortner. Like literally from inside out, Sheriff. You know, we thought Sheriff uh, was going to be what he was when we when we brought him over from the uh, from the Commanders. Um, you know, that's been great. Jawan has been pretty solid on the right side as well. Uh, Fortner in the center, making all the right calls, and, and you know, 
getting that you know relationship with Trevor. I think that's great too to have that center uh, that center quarterback like um, cohesion, like that continuity of, of them. I, you know, I think it's gonna be good. And then you know Cam holding up, you know the the the, uh, the left tackle man. They they've been playing pretty good, and I think you know sixteen made a lot of adjustments on on um, on Sunday too. There was one position or one part one point where he could have. Uh, you know, been sacked a couple of times and he just kind of took off, used his legs. And then, um, you know, coming out, I think it was either the third or fourth quarter when they were backed up in the north end zone. Uh, he had a, a free blitzer coming right at him and he stepped up and like threw it away or threw it to, uh, you know, Christian Kirk for like a 12 yard gain. So, I mean, yeah, man, it was a, it was a great it was a great showing. Not a good first half, but a great showing on, on Sunday. Super happy yeah. about it. Definitely felt like it was going to be pretty dismal in the beginning, um, so I'm glad that we turned it around. ETN had another good game, too, by the way. I think he had two touchdowns, right? Yep, yep, two touchdowns. So, yeah, so that was good. One thing uh, I think I mentioned on Twitter, but uh, I don't know if I told you guys, is one of the chants that the Raiders fans had come up with, and it was super childish, but uh, especially when we were playing bad in the beginning. But instead of Duval, they were going, do, do. What? Yeah, I know Duh. it's corny, but uh, it was catching on pretty pretty well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it is dumb. So uh, that's good. So we're uh, I think what's what's the record now? Three and six, I guess. That's uh, you know <laughs> getting there, I guess. Three and six with uh, hopefully, and I know that you know the game that we're we're going to talk about here in a minute. Most people think Kansas City, and oh gosh, we're we're they're going to get you know killed. Kansas City is not the Kansas City that we all think of three and four years ago or even last year. Um, now, don't get me wrong. They still got, you know, Patrick Mahomes and they still got Kelsey and they can get going if they get in rhythm. But they're not as hard to beat. Uh, one, you know, obviously Tyreek Hill's gone. But two, and I think the most glaring part is they don't run the ball all that well. They, I mean, they don't have to. I get it. But... It makes the makes a team easier to beat when you're kind of one dimensional. So I think Patrick Mahomes had to use his legs a lot last week to um, to to make some first downs to get that victory over the Titans, uh, and I think that was only a three point game. So this this is a and I'm not saying though the Jags are going to go you know and go up there and win and, and, and this is how they're going to do it because they're better. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that what was any given Sunday. Like, there's an opportunity there, um, especially if they play like they played against the Raiders. Don't turn the ball over much. You know, turn over one time. No picks in the fourth quarter. You do those two things right there, you're giving yourself a chance. They're giving themselves a, a very good chance to go out there and compete. Yeah, no, I think that that's going to be one of the keys, um, you know, getting home. On, on on Sunday for sure they've got I mean, and, and again like what you're saying as far as you know the KC not being able to run the ball they don't have to because they they score you know like 60 a game you know with not 60 but you know they score you know with with what they've got and they've got you know a great continuity with you know Kelsey um you know and and, and a ragtag group of receivers and you know they've got Andy Reid just you know who the puppet master is yeah, no, I think Kansas City, with them being able to, you know, they, they don't run the ball very often, or they don't run it very well. But they do, uh, again, Mahomes is Mahomes. You know, he does a good job of, uh, 
you know, ad-libbing, he does a good job of directing traffic. And, you know, Kelsey doesn't run routes. He just runs with the open spaces. And then you have to, you know, stop one of the best receiving tight ends in the NFL, um, you know, which is going to be tough for the defense. But I think they can really – I think it's going to be closer than what a lot of people are, are, are really saying. Uh, defense definitely has to get home. Defense is going to get home. It's going to be a good opportunity, again, for um, – you know, for for Cisco, uh, if he if he plays, I don't know if he was hurt or if he's hurt for the entire or if he's back. I don't I didn't see him on the injury report or anything else like that. But I think it's going to be a good, um, you know, test truly for our linebackers, really. Like, let's really see how how athletic these guys are, you know, with, you know, um, Devin Lloyd, uh, you know, with uh, Alua Khan. Uh, I think that's really where they're they're, they're going to, you know, either earn their paychecks on uh, on Sunday for sure. Yeah, the the spread for the game is is uh, nine and a half points, and uh, I think that that's a you know that, of course there everything's based off of Kansas City his history versus our most recent history of you know basically messing stuff up in the fourth quarter. I think this is a game where where Trevor could easily everything he's done with those you know let's say five out of those six losses where a lot of that were th- a lot of that those were things that he could have swung the direction of the game. This is a game where you go out if you take it, people forget about that very easily. They forget about that. And then there's opportunity. There's definitely opportunity. One thing we were talking about before we started recording was the the receivers of Kansas City. And as as much as we want to think that they get high and fly and vertical, they're kind of more of a crossing route you know, dig route type offense now. They don't have, you know, 4-2 speed sitting on the outside. And when you look at them, you know, Valdez, Scantling, Juju, and Nicole Hardman, they don't really, you know, light the world on fire. So I'm curious as to how the Jags defense is going to approach this um, with more, you you know, what what type of coverages. You can't play just one coverage and sit there and think it's going to work. They'll, 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 you know, throw it to Kelsey 20 times if they have to. Um, so I'm just curious, if you double up on Kelsey, are they just going to go straight man-to-man with those three guys? Um, what, what do you think about that? Because I, I think that would be the best option is make one of them beat you. Don't let Kelsey kill you. I mean, you, you, you're, you're talking about a team that got crossing around to death by – um, the Colts, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the Colts. I mean, literally, they they ran the same play over and over again. Um, you know, and, and Michael Pittman, you know, looked like an all star. And then, uh, you know, just when we're expecting the crossing route, you know, they get hit over the top. You know, um, Shaquille Gr- or Shaq Griffin gets hit over the top for you know a game game winning uh, touchdown. So, I I think that Andy Reid might have a little bit more. You know, wherewithal than, than yeah, he's got he's got juice in the playbook than, yeah, than, yeah, than yeah, Frank yeah, Wright true. does. I mean, Frank Wright lost his job to Jeff Saturday or he, yeah, Jeff Saturday's coaching. Uh, oh, you know, on, on 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 Sunday. So um, no, I, I I this is it's gonna be it's gonna be very perplexing how they get uh, like if they get Kadarius Tony involved. You know, he could be a mismatch for for someone. You know, uh, he he's been you know uh, anointed as someone taking the uh, you know, those kind of routes and those uh, reps that the 
Cheetah was having. So I think now you know, just just really seeing what they're going to be able to do with you know the mediocre or the you know the, the receivers they have. And I think that Andy is going to do the best that he can to get those guys in in position. And they're going to make plays for for Mahomes. Um, you can't just go. You can't just double up Kelsey because if, if you can, everybody would have been doing that by now. And they and again, they, even with the mediocre receivers, they still find ways to put up ridiculous amounts of points. Um, even with their defense being, you know, what they are, the defense is like thirty first in giving up passing touchdowns within the red zone. I think they're like thirty first in like giving up, uh, you know, touchdowns, and then they're like either thirty. 30th or 32nd in like red zone TD. So they're giving up, you know, some stuff, um, you know, they're giving up some plays, they're giving up some yardage. And then with the way the Jags have been moving the ball, you know, over, you know, over the course of the, the, uh, the season, I think they lead the league in like first downs. So they're moving the ball. They, you know, you got ETN that has had five straight games over a hundred yards rushing about to eclipse a thousand yards. And he's been sharing half of his reps you know, for up until the last two weeks. So, I mean, I really think there is an opportunity <clears throat> for the Jags to, uh, to to keep this close. But I think this is going to weigh on more on the defense than it is going to be on the offense. Only because Kansas City isn't going to run the ball. You know, they, they could. They could come out tomorrow and or could come out on Sunday, and it would be the Jags' MO that the Kansas City Chiefs run the ball for like 150 yards and they haven't ran it all year. Because the Jags were expecting something else, and Andy Reid went deep into the playbook and got some different, you know, stuff going out there. But if it's the same Chiefs that present themselves the way they did on uh, Sunday, was it Sunday night, Monday night football, Sunday night? They didn't play it on Sunday night. Sunday night football. Then you're going to have to stay disciplined. Um, so it's going to be Roy Robinson, Harris, uh, Devon Hamilton, um, Fotosaki, and Josh Allen staying disciplined in their run lanes containing everything that's happening with Mahomes because he he's a master at, you know, ad living. He's a master at that little waddle that he does. You know, he doesn't run full speed. He has that little like side, like waddle <laughs> shuffle kind of thing. And then, and then he lets the ball go sidearm, overhand, underhanded. He's going to get it out, you know, however he can. So I, I think Mahomes is the X factor, you know, within this Mahomes. And then I would say Kelsey would probably be X factor B, but Mahomes is going to be the person that you're going to really have to stay disciplined, you know, in order to beat the Chiefs. Man, just looking at their roster. First of all, you know, Chad Henney is still the backup there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. Didn't he come in and win a playoff game a couple years ago? I don't know what he did. He, he, won, a, he, won, a, he won a game that got them like deeper into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Or, or like a better seating. Now, yeah, it was a uh, was it a game or something? I don't remember, but yeah, no, they, you know they're putting up points, they're putting up yards. I just think you know, look at, when you look at them, they're they're beatable. You know, they're 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 beatable. You, they're not this just juggernaut that you're just like, oh crap, you know, when are we gonna get? You know, we're going to throw a pick, and all of a sudden they're going to go up, you know, 21 nothing, And then before we look, it'll be 35-10, and we'll be done. Um, I think it's a bit more methodical than that. And just sit back and, and, and you know, if they if the defense can, can play together. And, and one, and two, put some pressure on the QB, man. I don't know where the, our D-line has gone the last six, seven weeks. If they decided to go to you know go on vacation or 
Um, if the if you know the old story is true, you take a young defensive line, get some tape on them after a couple <clears> games, then you can start blocking them. Then we we need to change things up. You know, well, they had the same sure. problem. They had the same problem on Sunday. You know, sacking Derek Carr. I mean, shout out to uh, Smoot. Uh, you know, had two sacks on, on Sunday, and he's been playing mm-hmm. insane. But, of course, you know, it's a uh, a contract year for him. So, you know, and he's letting the Jags know that every every sack he gets, that little, you know, the little make it rain, you know, dance, you know, he, he's letting the Jaguars know that, you know, he's going to have to get paid. But that's, but, well, that's the craziest part is what's his face? Is, it's, it's supposed to be a contract year uh, for, for Josh Allen. And. You know, I know we can pick up the fifth year, so technically, no, it's not. But he should be fighting for an extension. He should be giving it his all for an extension. And all he's giving is not that good. I think so. <laughs> I think he's been, you know, honestly, like, so he's been he's, he's been double teamed, you know, a ton. He, he really has been. He's been double teamed a ton. Um, you know, I'm, I would be with the double team. I would expect. I would have ex- ex- have expected Trayvon Walker, um, you know, to have, you know, maybe some more sacks or been a little bit more impactful. But he, you know, he's got a lot of effort plays that are out there as well, um, you know. So, but I think just, you know, I, it, it's just Smoot winning these battles that's really interior battles that's been, you know, been what's what's leading, you know, for him to get these sacks. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen, I, I think he he's go, he's on a milk carton right now. Um, but you mentioned also too, as far as like you know, second string. Haven't seen a lot of uh, Kalevon Chase on either. Is he even on the team? <laughs> like, does he dress or anything? Uh, but you still got those LSU pads on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he's just a reserve. <laughs> he's just a reserve right now. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's even. Like, I don't. Oh no, he's on. He's on IR. I believe. I just had to say, yeah, he's on IR. That's messed yeah. up. Yeah. I didn't know he was on IR. Who else knew he was on IR? Who else knew he was on IR? I had no idea he was on IR. No idea. I do like no the, idea milk carton. The, the milk carton thing for Josh Allen was pretty funny. Um, I'm surprised, and I don't like follow all the other games like you guys do, but I'm surprised at how optimistic you guys are with the Chiefs being six and two and having home field advantage. I mean, it sounds like you all are pretty like I don't know. I don't know if you're saying we're going to win definitively, but you sound more optimistic than any of the most recent games I could think of. No, you look at it this way: when you look at some of the, for instance, we fumbled the ball how many times against the Eagles? Five. How many times we turn over? Five times. And we still almost had them. They're supposed to be the best team in the league. And we had them. Think about if Trevor, if he fumbles two times instead of five, we probably win that game. Pretty easily. I don't know yeah. about easily. Uh, we, look, I don't know about we, easily. We, we jumped on him quickly. And had we kept going instead of started turning the ball over, that's what got Philadelphia going. Just think about it. All these guys are professionals, so it's not about – it's more of a, a mental state for them. Yeah. But and, – and granted, I'm not trying to say that it's easy, but I just think the momentum swung our way. Sure. That's Those are better yeah. words to say. The momentum swung our way pretty easily in that game, and we could have kept it going. All I'm saying is that's what we need. It's just – they've shown it before. It's not like it's something they've never shown before. 
on the road especially. They went out to the L.A. and beat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not the – I mean, the Chargers were banged up. Yeah, that's true. Chargers were banged up. Uh, I mean, you're getting a a, a full – and I, I'm not going to – I'm not going to buy into your, like, Kansas City's got mediocre receivers because, honestly, no. like, the, the mediocre it's receivers – It's a system. Uh, it's a okay. system. They can be – no, it's not a system. They, they, yes, it is they, a system. They've it's got system. good players, bro. They've it's got a system. They're six it's and a, <laughs> they're the best. They're the best team in the NFL for a reason. It's not a bunch of system guys. No, they're not the best team in the league. The Eagles are the best team in the league. Okay, the e- okay. <laughs> the e- the Eagles are the, the okay. So the Eagles are the best team, you know, currently right now in the regular season. The reason why I consider the Kansas City Chiefs the best team in the NFL is because they've been consistently the ones that are coming out of the AMC, AFC for the last couple of years. They've been the ones that you had to beat. The road to the playoff has been going through where? Look, not Buffalo. We're not, we're not, it hasn't been going through Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It has not been going through Buffalo. It's been going to Kansas City. We're, we're not going to agree on this, so I'm just, I'm just going to tell you. And wait a minute. First of all, Cincinnati won the AFC last year. Second okay, of all. One year. Okay. Yeah, right. Second okay. of all, I, I'm <laughs> going to say it. So where are they at? The where Kansas, are they at now? They, they, they'll be there. Second of all, I, I'll say it, and we can <laughs> disagree, but, you know, you could – Kansas City receivers aren't that impressive, okay? They, they, you know, obviously you got Kelsey. Yeah, Juju's had some 100-yard games, but it's a system. It, it's all to do with Andy Reid and his uh, excellent coaching. has nothing to do with their skill. You put any one of those three guys. If you take the Jags receivers and you swap them out with Kansas City's receivers. Oh, my gosh, no. Get swap out. them out. Stop. Yeah. So, so you're saying that would, would you put – would you put – now, I'm not saying the Jags receivers are better than Kansas City's. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is Andy Reid can make guys that are, you know, not the, who who are they and turn them into wow. So I guess so that would be I'll, that would that would be like you saying the Patriots. Um like when 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 Brady so you're basically saying the same thing that Andy Reid and uh Patrick Mahomes is to what Belichick and Brady were with a bunch of just ragtag regular receivers and it's a system. Yeah, pretty much. But if the system's if good, if the system's good, then I, I guess I'm just like losing the point. If it doesn't, if it doesn't matter what the talent is because the system's so good, then I guess like what's what's the point? No, what what I'm saying is like I just don't think that you know they need to be. You know, with Tyreek Hill, you're 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 not scared because they're professionals, but you're you're aware that that dude's on the field. You need to watch him at all times. You need to watch where he lines up. You need to watch who he lines up against. With these three guys, you don't have to necessarily watch them. You can just kind of you know, okay, we need to make sure we do our assignments and everything will take care of itself. With a guy like Tyreek Hill, it's like yeah, you could do your assignment and he's still going to kill you. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are. They, they. I mean, I, I just think that from from what the Jags have shown us and shown us the you know the up and downs, I think it it can be a a, a very good game. I think it's going to be competitive. Don't get me wrong. I'm optimistic because of what I've been seeing and the competitiveness that I've gotten used to. Just wanting to see them be competitive. You know, Sunday provided me hope that they came back from seventeen nothing. You know, are down from seventeen nothing. Most Jags teams over the past couple years would have folded and wouldn't have been able to make the adjustments at halftime. I think that's what I'm excited about. I think I'm excited that Caldwell made those adjustments at halftime. 
Um, I felt like a lot of the balls that com- that car completed, you know, were either contested or, you know, we had maybe one or two people near Devontae, um, you know, w- within that second half. And it all depends on, you know, what 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 shows up on, on Sunday for the Jags. I, I, I think that Casey's receiver group, it, it receiving group, it is above average as what you're saying. It's not as like, you know, it's not what you think it is. Um, but uh, again, I, I think it is. I, I think it, it's. It's. I mean, it's Mahomes, man. Until the and you are what you are. Until the Jags can come out and put together a absolute beast of a fourth or beast of a you know game, and they're going to have to deliver on all fronts. You know, not give up penalties, uh, not force any pen, or excuse me, not you know have any ticky tack penalties. Uh, we've got to hit a turnover. You know, we, we, we have to get a turnover. The la- the turnover, you know, did, I mean, Cisco had a, a great opportunity for a pick. Si- I don't know if it would have been a pick six. Would have been pretty pretty darn close on Sunday. And the ball hit him like right in his – it hit him in his chest, and he was like looking up, getting ready to run. So you've got to capitalize on those, those uh, you know, those turnovers. you got to force the turnovers. And then you also need a another efficient, great game – like Trevor gave us on Sunday. Like it's got to be efficient, but then it can't be too conservative to where he's not making plays with his legs or anything else like that. Cause he's going to have to make a play. He's going to have to make several plays in order for them to continue to run. Um, I don't know how Kansas city's run defense is, but again, set up the pass with the run through ETN, but all this is all coming without them making any mistakes, which they have made over every game. You know what I mean? So it's like, how are they gonna? Is was the game in Oakland? Was that the or excuse me, the game on Sunday against Oakland? Was that the switch that they needed, the jolt that they needed to kind of go on a tear? You know, these this next you know half of the season. Yeah, and that would probably be a better thing to not peak too early, right? That's the thing about the Eagles that I worry about with their fans getting too excited. Is it seems like the teams that peak too early end up kind of kind of falling off towards the end. I wish we had video for this particular podcast just because of the facial expressions that both of you have during those wide receiver (laughs) discussions. I don't think there's been a more heated topic this entire season than Kansas City wide receivers, even before the podcast. Look, look, okay, I'll I'll go out on a limb and say I I don't think that the Kansas City wide receivers are uh, the special group. I think they're an average bunch. I think it's more of a system thing and a quarterback that's got an arm like a cannon and also can, you know, do some great things reading defenses and placing the football. Uh, obviously, that's all you really need to, to win the game. I'm just saying that the, the Jags have an opportunity to uh, show that, hey, these last three weeks were or this last you know six weeks were you know kind of crazy. We can still compete in this league. And you know, make some things happen and win some ball games. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm not you know going on the limb and saying the Jags are going to go there and win. That's what we want to happen. That's what we all want to happen. But the the likelihood of that is not you know that good. But that's why you play the game, and they, they definitely have an opportunity here to to do something. That's all I'm saying. So don't the, be scared. The, the opportunity would be for them to. Continue to run the ball with ETN like they have been, you know. Mm-hmm. So he he's got to get he's got to get you know at least a hundo, uh, at least a touchdown. Uh, the the other you know key to the victory is going to be uh, 
efficient but not conservative. You know, Trevor Lawrence, him making the plays, seeing, taking what the defense gives him, making the runs, you know, things like that. You can't have that fumble like they had, you know, in the first quarter. When you're going down there, you got to run. And that's not, a, again, this is leading with the play calling. So the play calling is is there is to just literally run like power or like an eye formation or something like that with a, or, or a heavy set where you're just going to continue to run the ball. So none of the trick play or anything else like that. And then, um, you know, as far as the defense goes, they've got to stay home. And again, this is all hypothetical stuff, but you got to stay home against Mahomes because he is going to extend the play. He's not going to take a big hit. He's going to extend the play with that little motion that he has again and either throw the ball away or throw it up and someone's going to make a play for him with his ragtag group of receivers. They're going to make a play for him. <laughs> ragtag, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to call a ragtag, I'll, I'll, go, I'll say ragtag. I'm you know, just saying what you're saying. I'm just saying just what you're saying. A bunch, bunch, bunch of average guys with the best tight end in the league. Valdez Scantling is probably one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. He's Man. not a slouch. I'm not. They're in the league. Garbage. They're they're in the league, so they're not slouches by any stretch. You know, but no, I, there I are just, some slouches in the league. <laughs> there, there, no, 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 there are, there are some. But I just don't think there's. I think there's a greater number of non-slouches in the receiver room. Um, you know as well. But I'm super excited how to see how they're gonna how they're gonna use Kadarius Tony. I think that's another thing too. How are they going to use Kadarius Tony? Uh, you know, in their you know their grand scheme of things, there. Uh, I don't think the Jags have seen a player. Uh, Curtis Samuel maybe would have been the, the the player that they would have saw you know as shifty. Uh, you know, like him. The Eagles, you know, they've got a couple of them, but the, the rain was you know a completely different factor of the game. But as far as like perfect conditions and things like that, um, you know, I think Curtis Samuel was the person that. The Jags, you know, had a lot of trouble stopping, uh, and then they also lead the, the league, or they're like either second or third in the league with missed tackles. So that's another thing too that I'm worried about because if you get, um, you know, Kadarius Tony out there, he's going to make someone miss. Kelsey's going to make someone miss as well. Mahomes is going to make someone miss. So they've got to play a perfect game on all fronts to win. And it's like, how many perfect games? How many perfect games? Do they, they didn't play a perfect game on Sunday. And they won, but they've got to play a perfect game this coming Sunday in order to beat, you know, the Chiefs. The Colts beat them, and uh, the Colts hmm. beat them, which is super surprising, and the Bills beat them. But the Bills do this every year. They beat the people who they're supposed to beat, and then when the playoffs come, they don't end up, win- they don't end up beating them. So the regular season, they end up doing it. But the, the Colts shot- it was the most shocking one, 20-17, to 17 on, um, I think that was week uh, week two. Yeah, yeah, it was week three. Week three, yeah, hmm. week three. So let's let's look at this really quick because I'm looking at their schedule and seeing some interesting things here. One, two, three teams on their schedule that we played, and we're going to play a fourth. Um, they beat the Chargers twenty-seven twenty-four. Okay, uh, when we beat the Chargers. They beat Indy twenty to seven, or they lost Indy twenty to seventeen, and we we have beaten Indy. Um, and they beat the Raiders. The Chiefs beat the Raiders thirty to twenty nine, and we just beat the Raiders. So that's what I'm. That's where I'm getting at. I'm just saying there's 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 a like I don't look at them as the big bad Chiefs. I look at them like they're just a good football team that's well coached 
And if we come and bring our A game, we, we have a very good chance to, to, to see something happen. What about the um, last thing on this, I guess, but the, with us having a younger team and, and um, the volatile envir- environment that's in Kansas city with the fans and just how loud it's going to be. I think JK three, you said you've been there before. Do you think that's going to make a big impact or is that something that's a little overrated? No, nah, it's not overrated. It's not overrated, man. Error has the real deal. Well, they're, they're, they're going to get turned up for, for anyone that, that comes into that place. So, um, you know, Arrowhead is one of the, the loudest stadiums. I think it is the loudest, maybe behind Seattle if they really get rocking. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, Arrowhead, is, it's going to be live. It's going to be a hostile environment. Every, you know, atmosphere there uh, is playoff atmosphere-esque. And, um, yeah, it's going to be, you know, very, very loud. And, and, and again, it's not – but it's nothing that any of – none of these – I would say a lot of our core have seen, like, you know, you think about, you know, Cam Robinson, you know, playing at Bama, playing in multiple national championships. You look at uh, Trevor playing in multiple, tra- you know, championships. Um, you, the, the environments and things, they, they've been in these places before. Um, you know, they were at Philly, hostile environment earlier this year. I don't know how loud it was there uh, because of the rain and everything. But, you know, this is a big time play for them. And, I think most importantly, if the Jags can pull off this W, they've kind of inserted themselves back into the relative conversation, um, you know, at least for the AFC South because of records as far as them stacking wins against AFC teams. So they'll have the opportunity to stack another win in the AFC, um, you know, not necessarily in their division, but in the league. And then, you know, you're facing um, you're facing Tennessee twice. So, you know, you'll have an opportunity, you know, to, to, to play them. And then you'll have, an, uh, you know, another opportunity, again, to continue to stack wins in the division and overall record to really kind of put yourself in, in to insert yourself in there. Um, you know, they've already beat the Colts or they've, they've, they split two with the Colts already. So the Colts are out of the way, which I would have wished we would have been playing the Colts again with, you know, the mess that they've got going on. But you got to play Houston again. Um, do they have to play Houston again? No, they, yeah, they do have to play Houston again. Yep. Yeah, they do have to play Houston again, and then they also have to uh, play Tennessee twice. T- Tennessee twice. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, well, I mean, but but most importantly, you got to get the wins in order to go on a run. You got to get hot now because I mean, they get hot now. They got a bye week. Um, and then you know, then you, then it's just a long stretch from there. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go over their schedule because the last time we went over their schedule, thinking that we might be able to get three or four victories, we ended up going zero for four, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting whipped in the fourth quarter of each game. So we're not gonna go over the schedule. We're just gonna take it one game at a time, one game at a time. We, that's why we stopped doing predictions too. I think. Oh man. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was that was yeah. like what? Four we were weeks thinking ago, like, man. yeah, we were thinking the Giants. Uh, you stop Saquon. You got them. Uh, you know. Oh, we got Indy again. We just waxed them. We'll get them. Man, we got our <laughs> clocks clean. <laughs> Boys went zero and four. Golly. Good night, man. I know you mentioned the the Colts head coach change, but I just like want to hear more about that Jeff Saturday thing because I mean that has to be like one of the most bizarre interim head coach hires ever, isn't it? I mean, 
The guy's never, what was he, like a high school coach or something previously? That's his only experience, yeah. I think. Well, you know. That's crazy. And, and Pro Bowl Center, you know, under Peyton Manning and all that good jazz. And so that's where the relationship comes from. Um, as far as coaching is concerned, you're going to take a guy who might be a consultant. You're going to put him in the locker room with 53, you know, men out there going to, to – to, to play on Sunday, and now they have to listen to a guy that they don't know, have not built a relationship with over time. Uh, and those things count, you know, practices, camp, mini camp, all those things, you know, before the season starts. And basically they're going to have to listen to this guy who's never done any of the things that you, needs to be done to be qualified for a head coaching position. <laughs> so it, it's a head scratcher. Um, that's my, you know, a uh, very honest answer uh, as far as being, you know, mature. Now, my immature answer would be Jim Ursay drinks too much. Um, and he was probably <laughs> half drunk when he called Jeff Saturday. All right. You know, he was probably three deep, you know, whatever sheets to the wind, however you want to say it. And he was probably on the phone like, hey, Jeff, you think you want to <laughs> be the head coach? Man, I'm gonna fire Frank after the game is over. Okay? <laughs> Let me tell you what, Jeff. When the I get down expression. there, oh I God. want you to be the head coach, okay? <laughs> and 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 Frank Reich, he's he he's getting fired, okay? He's getting fired because I'm gonna go. Yeah, that's that's how that went down, okay? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I'm surprised he even took the position, to be honest with you. I know it's like, oh, head coach position, why wouldn't he? But I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be awkward just strolling in there with all the other assistant coaches that obviously were much more qualified to take it. Uh, Sorry to Gus Bradley, that sucks. Um, (laughs) But, like, you know what I mean? It just, I I don't know. I wouldn't have even done it, I don't think. I think that's just too weird. Oh, what do you, yeah, you would have done it, bro. You're you're telling me you're going you're you're gonna pull you're pulling a LeBron you're going straight from the high school to the league, <laughs> like no college or coaching experience at all. You're 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 gonna take that. I mean, you're gonna take it, put it on your resume. Now his 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 high school team, um, they don't have that good of a record either. I believe they're three and six. So I don't know why he got the I don't know why he got the call, but he got the call. And they're really three and six. You're for real? Yeah. Like, they suck? I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, what? I don't know. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It makes perfect <laughs> sense to me. Okay. Well, yeah. After yeah. your Ho- uh, Jose, your Jose, <laughs> Jose, Tito, Absolute. You know, he's a millionaire, probably a billionaire, so he probably drinks the, the, the top shelf, you know, the Louis, you know, the Louis stuff. <laughs> that, that Joker was drunk. Okay, that's all there is to it. Because it doesn't uh, make any sense. Yeah, who was the other guy that was like in contention for um, a couple jobs? I think it was Arizona was one of them. Um, uh, Luke McCown, right? Who had like no coaching experience, and he's like in the contention for a lot of these head coaching openings for some reason. I don't know. Uh, I, that's like in the group text I was talking about, like Byron Leftwich and folks like that that are like trying to get these roles have to just be like looking at a situation like that. And, but they probably uh, don't want that situation, honestly. Like the only thing that. They 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 really probably don't because what India is going to be India is going to be starting. Well, they probably don't want it from an in, interim perspective. Oh, yeah. As far as like a regular coaching or like you know full time opportunity, it'd be great for you to go in and start with your own quarterback, your own you know personnel, 
Um, you know, and that's what most head coaches, uh, you know, they want. They want to be able to start with their own guys. Um, Matt Ryan just got benched, uh, you know, up there. Um, I don't know who their starting quarterback is now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's just a – yeah. No, nah, man, I, I think that it's a dumpster fire for the rest of the year there in Indy. <laughs> and these nice. next – in these next two years, you're going to see a very large transition. Because of the COVID year in college football, you're going to see a big influx of college QBs coming into the league. If you look at like, there's more teams now that need QBs than you've been in the last three or four years. You know, Carolina, Atlanta, um, Houston, um, there's more. There's more. I just can't think of them right now. Uh, Gino's playing well in Seattle, but yeah, I was about to we'll say see. Seattle. But um, that's that's four. Um, Tampa. Okay, hmm. Brady's not going to play till he's forty-seven or fifty. Oh man, that hey yo, he's he's fresh. He's fresh out of a marriage, man. We're about to see, we're about to see we're about to see angry Tom. No, no, that he he's more like Samson. He got his hair cut off, and now he can't do anything ha. anymore. That's what I that don't is. believe that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you saw what he did on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. That no, was and, and, that, and, and that's right. impressive. And that's impressive. But I just don't like that. Tampa is an organization. You got to be like, all right, man, you got us a ring. We appreciate it. My point is there, there's a lot of teams out there that are going to be looking at the quarterback position and you're going to have an influx over the next two years of, uh, you know, kids coming out for the draft or, you know, maybe you find a diamond in the rough through free agency. So you're going to see a lot of teams, you know, tank or pack it in and, you know, see how much draft capital they can build up uh, as far as, as picks to to see what they can pull off with, with those positions. And it's not just QBs. It's going to be skill positions, too. There's going to be a ton of ton of them over the next two years. Hmm. All right. Well, good stuff. Uh, I guess Sunday we'll, uh, I don't know if you guys have any particular way you're watching the game. We're probably going to watch it at home. Uh, and I got the, uh, the little <laughs> CP antenna setup thing from Amazon that picks up the local channels in really crisp HD actually. So it sounds really cheesy and, and crappy, but it's actually pretty good. Um, I just feel like every time we've gone anywhere to watch the game recently, it's just been a complete disaster. So I'm trying to stick with the same approach with the predictions and the schedule predictions and all that stuff to kind of like not, you know, change it up if it's not working, I guess you could say, but so uh, you're superstitious. Yeah, I get, I mean, not really, but this season, for whatever reason, it seems like that stuff's actually making a difference. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, anything you guys have going on for the game special? I mean, other than like being in a meat cult and cooking constantly. <laughs> Look, for, first of all, okay, you get restaurant quality food right at your back door. So mm-hmm. I have learned that lesson, and and you you will too one day. Um, no, I'll I'll be in uh I'll be down in Mickey Mouse Land. Hopefully, uh, everything makes it through with our storm approaching, and I'll be down in uh, the Orlando area. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm gonna be, you know, here at the house, man. You, you know, smoking it up. Probably do some ribs, you know, everything else like that. Some wings, and yeah, mm. just hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a good, uh, we we get a good turnout, man. Nice. Okay, sounds good. 
All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Again, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please write a review. We have not had a written review in a long time, and those are our favorites. And if you leave one, we will read it on the podcast, by the way. So please leave a, a review. But if it's a negative one, we're not going to read that, just positive ones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, same thing, actually Google podcasts, I think Spotify all have, uh, review systems now, I think. Um, but definitely subscribe so you can see all of our new episodes. And again, we're affiliated with the blue wire podcast network. So thank you again for listening and we'll talk to you next time.